And today we celebrate this feast of Christ the King, the reign of Christ over all of the universe. It is the last large Eucharistic celebration before the season of Advent begins. And so our passage starts in the middle of Christ's trial before Pontius Pilate. Jesus had been brought before Pilate because the Jewish people occupied by Rome were not allowed to put people to death under their own authority. And so to better control the nation of Israel, the Jews had to bring in their Roman rulers for final approval. So this is the background for when Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? Pilate wants to know if Jesus is a danger to his own rule and, more importantly, to the rule of the emperor. And this is really what we and those of us who have read the story of Jesus from this side of history, this is what we have been waiting for. This is the time when Jesus can bring down heaven to earth and finally restore justice to the world and we get almost there. And then it veers off track horribly. Jesus talks about his kingdom being not of this world. But how can that be? If Jesus is a worker of miracles, and he is, and if Jesus is the only Son of the Father, and He is, why is He showing Himself in front of Pilate in this way? All of those lessons about being humble and giving to Caesar, if there's any time to finally put all of this emperor worship into the ash heap, surely now is the time with Jesus before Pilate. And I can almost sense the sadness when Jesus points out that no one is fighting to keep him out of the hands of the authorities. All Pilate hears is that Jesus does indeed admit to having the kingdom, and therefore he must be claiming kingship. But now it just seems like Jesus and Pilate are simply talking past each other, speaking about two different sorts of kingdoms, two different sorts of kings. And we can envision, maybe, Pilate's frustration with Jesus' response. It was surely mimicking my own frustration with Jesus' words. In my own mind, it was at that moment that all could have been restored. Everything could have been put to rights at that very moment, but Jesus' response doesn't do that. Jesus' words do not clear things up for us or give us the answer to what Jesus is all about. And Pilate says eventually, what is truth? We're old enough in this room to know that we don't always get what we want. We sure don't always get the truth in the way that we want it or even when we desire it. And here's the thing, we all want to get a corner on our truth. 
And in a world that seems to be getting smaller through commerce and technology, we understand that other religious traditions also have claim to truth. Truth. Jesus tells us, I came to testify to the truth. And truth is a word that gets tossed around fairly often. As people of faith, as a believer in God, we're pretty interested in truth. We want to know if we're getting it right. We want to know if we're believing the correct things. And what do we think about when the church comes to mind? What truth does Jesus want us to know? I have people come into my office of pastoral care asking Questions like, is Jesus the only way to heaven? As long as I'm not led astray from my belief in God, am I okay now? My faith is between God and I, right? On the other hand, if we look at the Gospels, we'll find surprisingly few times when Jesus tells us what we are and are not supposed to believe. Jesus rarely lays out a set of beliefs for us. Jesus tells us elsewhere and in today's reading to listen to his voice, the voice of truth. And what this voice tells us is not so much what to believe but what to do. And it's the difference between having a map and having a compass. When I belonged to the Assemblies of God, when I was 12 years old, we received a list of things to believe. That's like having a map. You do these things, you're going to get to where you go. And it's going to be good. But when you step out of a fundamentalist worldview, you realize that you begin to have your own interactions with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You begin to feel a leading from within you. This is Jesus forging your path back to God the Father. You see, this is like having a compass, something infinitely more valuable. Jesus' teachings involve a lot of actions, lots of stories about how we might live into this truth that Jesus presents to his disciples and to us. Jesus taught in many parables, telling stories about how to include the ones who usually were unwelcome, about how to love the unlovable, about how to prioritize your life so that things or money do not take primacy in your life. Through all these teachings, Jesus comes to tell us the truth. And the truth is, is that the kingdom of God is at hand. God's kingdom is actually here with us right now on earth. And yet it seems like the kingdom of God is really 
only dimly seen. And we get to see more of the kingdom when we begin to embrace the truths that Jesus shares with us. The kingdom is here, sure enough, and we get to see more of it when we get outside of ourselves, when we're not so inwardly focused. We must love, we must live, we must serve, we must do in order to realize how much of God's kingdom is actually here, all around us, right now. When we listen to this voice of truth, it's like scales fall from our eyes. Is there trouble in the earth? Yes, absolutely. But there is also the kingdom. And as we stand on this brink of the season of Advent, as we eagerly prepare our Christmas lists and begin to hit the stores, if you haven't already been to North Park, holy cow, we're invited to just pause, to stop just for a moment and get our bearings. Advent is the beginning of the story, but today's gospel reminds us that we must keep the end in sight as well. And the end is all wrapped up in this one word, truth. It is truth that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son who came to earth as Jesus of Nazareth. It is truth that God loves us so much that grace is given to everyone. It is truth that God's kingdom is here now. And we're invited to participate in that. And it is truth that we can enlarge the kingdom as we seek to love others, to forgive others, to help our neighbor, and to heal the broken ones. And friends, as you leave this place today, not knowing what life will fling at us, we can be secure in this knowledge that with all my heart, I believe that the things that we do here on this campus, that is the truth to which Jesus will testify. And that is a source of such great strength for the people of God. So whatever happens this week, Whatever comes in the months ahead, know that we continually live out in truth what Jesus teaches. And this will be our strength as we seek the face of our rock, our salvation, Jesus of Nazareth.